Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name's Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about ADHD and emotional regulation or emotional dysregulation. Many people with ADHD struggle with regulating when it comes to a lot of things, but in particular, their emotions. Although this isn't included in one of the diagnostic criteria for ADHD, it is absolutely something that many of us struggle with, myself included. When we talk about regulation emotionally, we're talking about our ability to experience our emotions. We're not checked out or numb to them, but we're able to experience them and not be carried away by them. Emotional regulation, when you're talking about that skill, has to do with experiencing your emotions, being able to self-soothe, to bring yourself down if you're really elevated emotionally, if you need to be. We often think about emotional regulation having an impact when it comes to emotions that are traditionally considered difficult emotions, things like anger or sadness. But emotional regulation can also impact us when we have excitement or joy. It's almost an overwhelming emotion that can be a little disruptive, especially if you need to transition, move between something that you're really excited about to something else. I mean, obviously this impacts how we relate to people, talk to people, connect with people. It impacts how we spend our time and how easily we can switch between tasks. The thing that I wanted to point out, I believe I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but just because someone appears to be regulating emotionally does not mean that their internal experience is regulating emotionally. It's never been very obvious to people around me that I have been dysregulated because I was somebody who was really able to internalize that with a lot of things that were not particularly helpful to me. We don't necessarily always see the evidence that someone is struggling with this. One thing that the research points to is that people with ADHD have an increased chance of developing addictions, Uh, not just substance addictions, but what are considered behavioral addictions, also known as process addictions. And these are addictive behaviors. These are things like compulsive shopping, gambling, and behaviors around food and eating. And this makes a lot of sense. If you are dealing with super intense emotions that are very overwhelming, it makes sense that you may want to jump off of that experience of that emotion and self-soothe. And it's difficult to self-soothe for many of us with ADHD and without. And so when we're talking about emotional regulation, we can't really talk about it without talking about that correlation, that connection between being dysregulated emotionally and being at a higher risk for all kinds of addictions. So what is a dysregulated ADHD you're supposed to do? And let me start by saying this is tricky. It is not a, oh, follow this list to becoming perfectly regulated. That's just not how all this works. It's much sloppier than that. Personally, in my work with my clients, the balance is always acknowledging, accepting, understanding your brain and knowing what's just going to be different for you and working with the things that you can work with. So when it comes to emotional regulation, just acknowledging that these intense experiences of emotion just are kind of par for the course with ADHD. And to me, that's not at all a fatalistic response to this. To me, this is an empowering response because I'm not wasting my resources feeling badly this is my wiring or feeling badly this is my response or thinking, wow, adults shouldn't get so excited about a crane machine. I have this crane machine addiction, you know, the little claw that picks 
up stuffed animals, things that I would throw away from the dollar store in a heartbeat and be annoyed or in my house, I will be really excited about winning. Not like spending our mortgage, but still excitement that I experience when I win a crane machine stuffed animal. It's not typical, I will admit. Obviously that example is nothing that is really disruptive to my life, but there are areas that are disruptive to my life. So I wanted to share some strategies that can be helpful when it comes to emotional regulation. An important first step is to become an emotions expert, not just the emotions, but how they show up in your body, how you experience them so you know what's going on. You know, know the difference between irritation, anger, and rage in your body, in your experience. Know when joy or excitement feels a little too much. This is a really important skill to develop because it can help us peel back layers and get to the heart of what's going on. If you're kind of annoyed by some nagging thing versus I'm about to blow, you have a really different range of responses that you might need to help you move through that intense emotion. And so getting really expert, not just on the differences in emotions, but really your personal experience of these emotions and recognizing what's popping up for you is a huge step in being able to backtrack and find ways that you can help. So you're going to become this emotions expert. You're going to notice how you experience that, thoughts that come along with it, whether it's a sensation in your body, you're going to pay attention to how it shows up for you. And then the next piece may sound really similar, but it's important to differentiate and that is accept it. You're going to notice the emotion and accept it. The difference here is if I'm noticing that I'm angry about something that I think is a small detail or I shouldn't be worked up about, that is not accepting and that just creates more tension, more frustration, more disconnect from experiencing this. Even if it's not logical, even if you don't love this is your emotional reaction, your emotional reaction is likely to become less powerful when it's acknowledged and when those emotions are articulated, you're able to either journal or talk to yourself or talk to a friend when you're able to put these things into words and move them from a body experience to a word experience where you're able to process that, that can be really helpful. But we can't get there if we're not accepting the fact that this emotion is present. Now, what's next? You're noticing these things in your body, you're acknowledging them, you're accepting the emotion. So it's still very overwhelming experience sometimes for us. So what's next? And for me personally, it depends on my nervous system level. I have a training on my website. It's a free training on sensory strategies in that training, I talk about our nervous system level regulation. And when we are at a super elevated place, whether it's anxiety, fear, anger, any amped up emotion that we're not available for things like making decisions, analyzing, we're kind of offline at that point. And if I recognize that I'm offline, I'm not going to choose a thought heavy, (laughs) processing heavy approach. I'm going to choose something that is more of a body input, like a sensory input, a movement input, something that I know is regulating to my nervous system, but that isn't going to require a lot of concentration or skill or stillness. Sometimes things like cognitive behavioral strategies are really helpful once you've calmed down enough to use them. But if you're super elevated, you may not be available for that at that moment. So if you want more information about sensory strategies as a regulatory tool, feel free to check that out on my website. It's a sensory strategies course and you can get more information about how exactly to do that. But that tends to be something that's helpful for me when I am elevated, worked up, and not able to process thoughts as easily. If I'm just annoyed or kind of looping on a thought, an anxious thought, irritated thought, whatever it might be, then I still have the same process of noticing, acknowledging, accepting. And sometimes that whole process for me is better done through journaling and writing it out. So I might write about what happened. I might write about what I'm feeling 
with the sole purpose of just getting it out. My first pass is just getting it out, dumping it down on paper, and that can already give me a little bit of relief. Now, the second pass is taking a look at the facts, what happened that preceded my emotional experience, and identifying what my thoughts were about what happened. This kind of thought work does impact our emotion and our emotional regulation. The thing about this thought work, when we're building flexibility in the way we think about things, when we're changing and reframing things in order to impact our emotional state, this is not quick work. This is work that is practiced. And so when we want emotional regulation tools, it's often easier to start with more body level, I call them tools, things like breathing, things like sensory input, even mindfulness meditation, although meditation can sound like a really cognitive pursuit, mindfulness meditation is just about being in your moment. And so it's not really this high concentration as much as a high noticing practice. These are more body level practices, whereas challenging our automatic thoughts about situations, this is an emotional regulation tool that is a little more complicated and takes more practice. You'll want those tools. You want to practice that. But in the beginning, when you're thinking about emotional regulation, especially if this is something you're just realizing is an issue, it's more helpful to start out with something you can do immediately immediately apply immediately to help you regulate. So closing out today, I just want to encourage you, if you're somebody who's never even considered that this could be an issue for you, some of us know that we we struggle with this. Some of us don't. We're not really that connected with our emotions and our body and our reactions. And so just notice the things that you do to jump off of strong emotions. Sometimes it's really obvious. It's an explosion or a big reaction, but a lot of times it's not. It's anything we do. They could be even things that people consider healthy things or productive things. People can immerse themselves in work to a degree that's imbalanced to jump off of difficult emotions. A lot of the people I work with struggle with people-pleasing or perfectionism, and that is actually a way to jump off of that really overwhelming feeling of feeling that you've been rejected, not feeling like you measure up. The response to that overwhelming emotion is often try harder, hustle, get it perfect, and that drive for perfectionism, for people-pleasing, for all of that is often just an attempt to once again jump off of really strong, overwhelming, difficult emotion. And just like I say about so many other things, it could not be more true for emotional regulation. The most important part of it is noticing. And that can move us from just reacting and responding and avoiding these intense emotions to just kind of riding the wave, riding them out, supporting ourselves in whatever ways we can to tolerate our intense emotions and accept that this is a part of the brains that we have. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on emotional regulation with ADHD. You can come visit me on Instagram or Facebook, The ADHD Clarity Coach. I also have some things going on on my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com. I have my free sensory training. I also have some big news. I am launching Embrace Your Brain. That is my group coaching program. It's a hybrid program. It's partial class and it is partial group coaching sessions. There's going to be community forums so people can connect with each other and have a sense of community as we go through this nine-week program. I'm super excited about that program. If you're interested, check it out on my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com. You can contact me there, contact me on Instagram or Facebook if you have questions and you want to know if it's a good fit for you. I'd love to hear from you. And that is all. We'll see you next week.